don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. I'm Kirsten. And I'm sorry, this is late. <laughs> it's okay. I was sick. Kirsten mm-hmm. and I have traded places. So yeah. we're back. This episode's a little late, but you're still getting it. So you're still getting it. Yeah. And you're still gonna get your weekly episodes this week too. So double true. whammy for this week. True, true. Um Today we are doing part two of The Watcher. Part two. Part two. Dose. Yeah. So obviously I covered a lot in part one. If you haven't listened to that already, I definitely suggest listening to that before you listen to this. If you don't, you're going to be so confused. Literally. I was a little confused when I read the first sentence. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm. I was like, hold on. Is this right? Okay. Anyways, um, so we kind of went over the first... In the first episode, these people were renovating this home. They got letters in their mailbox. It was creepy letters about, from the watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you haven't, just go listen to the first episode. It's a whole I'm, thing. Because I'm really not going to go into a whole lot of detail from the first episode because it was so long. And I really just want to jump into this mm-hmm. to get it done. Just jump into it. So here we go. Lori Clancy. Oh, wait. One more thing before I start. Um, I kept saying 657 Boulevard in the first episode, mm-hmm. like the first few times. I apologize. It's 657. Why Why was I saying 657? It's an address. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just had to call myself out real quick and be like, ew. 657 okay. Boulevard? <laughs> Literally. What was I doing? Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna, okay. I promise I will pronounce 657 Boulevard. No more 657. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lori Clancy, who teaches piano lessons in her house behind 657 Boulevard, told me one of her students came for a lesson shortly after the news of the watcher broke and started bawling. She was terrified to walk down the boulevard. She didn't tell me this. The person that wrote this article, she told them that. Okay. Which will be linked in the show notes. So, at the first Westfield Town Council meeting, after the letters became public, Mayor Andy Skabitsky assured the public that the watcher hadn't been heard from in a year, and that even though the police hadn't solved the case, their investigation had been exhaustive. Okay. Majority of the neighbors had never even heard from the cops. Nice. There was no questioning, no, hey, we got these weird letters, just be aware, check your mailboxes, nothing. Nice. That's real great of the police to do that. Yeah. Several of the neighbors wrote into the local paper. One statement said, We are confounded as to how a thorough investigation can be conducted without talking to all the neighbors in proximity to the home. Literally. Yeah. So, I agree with that statement. Yeah. Baron Chambliss was asked to look at the case, and he was a veteran detective in the Westfield Police. Detective Chambliss knew that Michael Langford had already been closely looked at. Mm-hmm. And 
Michael apparently had schizophrenia, which I feel wrongfully painted a target on his back from the very beginning. Yeah. Because people that have mental illness automatically, unfortunately, they are pointed at, like, Mm -hmm. as a suspect. But he was also, like, right next door. Yeah. And, like, with the, with impressive, like, seeing inside the porch and stuff, which was, was a kind, kind of a little definitely but i feel like Mm -hmm. the police kept going after him yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that because that's all they had yeah which i totally get but i just feel like sometimes people with a mental illness they get pointed out immediately for sure um he apparently tended to spook new neighbors by walking through their backyard or looking into windows of homes that were being renovated which i feel like is a little crossing some boundaries it's crossing some boundaries uh if you are in my backyard um i am going to be pissed <laughs> um i don't care who you are i just feel like gonna, i might stick my dog on you right i'm just saying other neighbors who had been in the neighborhood all said that he was harmless and the weird things he normally did were actually very kind like you might okay. see him walk through your backyard but he's not a weirdo is basically mm-hmm. what they're saying okay he would bring up one neighbor's newspaper every morning for them okay so he was he was sweet and nice. He mm-hmm. just had some weird like boundary issues. I feel like some mm-hmm. people don't have boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people don't get it. Yeah. Maybe he was one of those people. Yeah. Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. People who had known him for decades said they did not believe he was capable of writing those letters. Okay. But a lot of people say that about a lot of murderers or mm-hmm. weirdos. So mm-hmm. Chambliss started to look further into the previous information from the officers. They had apparently done a DNA analysis, and it had come back that it was a woman. Okay. At first, Chambliss suggests, suspected it could be Michael's sister, Abby Langford. Okay. Because, again, it was talking about her dad had been watching oh, it in the yeah. 60s and blah, blah, blah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. That's another suspect. If we're not looking at Michael, why mm-hmm. wouldn't we look at his sister if mm-hmm. it's a woman? Yeah. Um, they got the DNA off of, like, one of the envelopes or letters. That's why I was wondering. That's mm-hmm. why I was a little bit confused. It's, it's, how do you tell that it's a woman based on DNA, though? I mean, I guess that's what DNA is. Yeah. I just don't know much about biology. Yeah, me either, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but that's cool. They yeah. can tell it's a woman based on a swab of DNA. Right. Okay. Abby was a real estate agent, so it gave a slight motive that maybe she missed out on this commission of selling the home. Mm -hmm. Chambliss coordinated with a security guard at her work to snatch a water bottle for a DNA sample. Oh, okay. So they snuck it out from underneath her. Mm -hmm. But the DNA was not a match, so it wasn't Abby. Okay. The prosecutor's office then revealed to Derek and Maria that Michael, Abby, and the Langfords in general were no longer suspects. Okay. They didn't have anything against them. Like, Abby, obviously the DNA didn't come back for her. The DNA's coming back for a woman, so they can't suspect Michael. So, everything's good. Okay. Derek and Maria were absolutely stunned at this information because Michael was their main suspect at this point. They didn't know anybody else yeah. that this that could have done this, they, you know? They probably felt like they were getting somewhere and now they're back at square one. Exactly. And again, like you said, he was one of the vantage points I could see. Right. So, go back to part one because there's a lot of information you're missing. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided it would be best to reopen their personal investigation into okay. this. Yeah. They felt like the police weren't really doing much. So, Derek and Maria decided to continue to hold information close and not tell a whole lot to their neighbors about the letters. They did print off a picture of the handwritten envelope from the watcher 
and decided to take it around the neighborhood to see if anyone recognized the handwriting. Okay. Which, if it's a watcher, they could just be like, nope. Right. But again, maybe they were trying to get a reaction out of somebody. Mm, That could be true. The only thing that stood out to them was the man that lived behind them joked and said that his son told him it sounded a little bit like him. Oh. So they ended up hiring someone to try and look for handwriting matches. And they also hired a renowned forensic linguist, but he didn't find anything either. Okay. Derek even went so far as to get a friend that was in tech to connect him with a hacker. Mm. And he wanted him to try and break into Wi-Fi networks around the neighborhood to look for incriminating documents on, like, computers, phones, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is illegal. So, yeah. they ended up not going through with it. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like a security breach. Like, yeah, it definitely is. Like, oh, 100%. Very illegal. Oh, you yeah. should not be doing that. Investigators ended up asking Andrea Woods, the previous owner, for a DNA sample. Mm-hmm. And they also interviewed her 21-year-old son. And he ended up being on the investigator suspect list. Oh, not really sure why at this point, but he ended up being on their list. Okay. I mean, it was their old home, so he yeah. probably lived there at one point. He could have been the watcher. Mm-hmm. Maybe the DNA wasn't completely correct. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, it had been a whole year after the watcher's first letter. And they're running dry on leads, but police had missed a massive clue. Of course they did. Around the same time that Derek and Maria had received the letter from the watcher, another family on their same street also got a letter the fuck the family had lived in the house for years at this point and all their kids had grown up so they just threw the letter away because they were like the fuck young blood blah 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 what how do you just throw like like even the owners before like just kind of was like oh whatever yeah i know do that with a weird letter like that i know like i would keep it at least just even if you don't immediately call the police keep it it's one thing if it's, like, you know, an ad or, like, you know, some trash mail. But if it's, like, a handwritten note, mm-hmm. no return address, Mm-mm. addressed to you. Yeah. And you like, don't know who it's with from. With this weird, encrypt, like, weird. Cryptic. Writing. Type. Yeah. And you're just going to be, like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah, literally. That's, no. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to be stressed the fuck out and creeped the fuck out. Literally. When the news broke about the watcher, one of the children had posted about it on Facebook and then deleted the post. So, one of um, their children. Okay. Investigators spoke to the family and they confirmed it was similar to Derek and Maria's letter. Okay. But this confused the police. Why would they have also gotten a letter living in the house for several years and their children are already grown up? Mm-hmm. Detective Chambliss and his partner decided to have a stakeout. Okay. They were sitting in the back of a van that was parked on Boulevard, the street that Derek and Maria live on, mm-hmm. and they were watching the house through a pair of binoculars, and around 11 p.m., something caught their eye. A car had stopped in front of 657 Boulevard, mm-hmm. and it had stopped for a little too long for their liking. They're like, mm, sus, nope, let's go. Detective Chambliss decided to trace the car, and it belonged to a young woman whose boyfriend actually lived on the same block as Derek and Maria. Okay. They questioned her. And the woman told Detective Chambliss that her boyfriend was into some really dark video games, which included one where he was playing a specific character. Any guesses on what that character is called? I anyone? have one anyone? guess. Anyone? I have a guess. What is it, Kirsten? 
the watcher yes <laughs> it says it right there in your yep notes. it does <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to give you some brownie points okay you didn't have to say that <laughs> okay detective chambliss figured that maybe the girlfriend or another girl was helping him and dropped the letters off for Could, him yeah the boyfriend agreed to come in for questioning on two not one two separate occasions and he never showed up chickened out yep detective chambliss apparently didn't have enough evidence to make him come to an interview so they just let it go okay so the lead was cold and he moved on he move on he move on <laughs> i see that <laughs> he move on anyways at this point the house was kind of becoming an urban legend yeah it was hard for this cookie cutter clean-cut neighborhood to imagine that someone could actually be writing these letters that lived in the neighborhood with them they didn't right. want to believe that any of their friends or any of their neighbors yeah. could be a creep they're like or a weirdo they're yeah. like no this is like one of the richest mm -hmm. towns in the u.s like mm -hmm. there's no way these houses are all nice mm -hmm. that's how it always is so some of the neighbors got together for a little powwow okay, okay. a little kiki and they were thinking that derek and maria wrote the letters and sent them to themselves that's how much they did not want to believe this story. Okay. This went so far that people started saying that the Brodises had suffered buyer's remorse or realized that they couldn't afford the home, so they came up with all of this to get out of the sale. I hate victim blaming. Bro. So much. It also, makes me so irrational. At this mad. point, they already bought the home. Yeah. How do you return a home? You don't. You don't. So, like, how could they get out of the sale? It's done. Also, they were continuing the remodeling. Mm -hmm. They kept doing the remodeling. So, yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -mm. Another theory from a different neighbor said that Derek was trying to commit insurance fraud, which I don't really get that one. How are no, you committing insurance that. fraud? Uh -uh. Another theory said that they were trying to get a movie deal, which they had turned down several offers mm -hmm. for any type of movies. Um, there was a movie that came out. It was called The Watcher, in which Derek and Maria's lawyers had to send a cease and desist letter because it was so obviously based on them. Mm -hmm. And there is a Netflix series now called The Watcher. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they actually gave permission to. Yeah. Apparently, some local people found it weird that over the course of a decade, Derek and Maria had turned their $315,000 house into a $1.3 million house, which I feel if you have the money... Like, do it, bro. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of comes with buying the house. Yeah, like, if you want to put all the work into it to remodel it and make it more expensive, then that's on you. If you have the money, do it. You know, maybe that was their whole, whole point. Maybe they wanted to spend less on a house. Maybe they had a higher nice. budget. Yeah. But they wanted to, you know, they liked this house, but they wanted to change some things about mm -hmm. it. So then they did remodels on it and spent the remaining of their budget to make it a you know better house right so none of the theories really made sense to investigators they're like nope no just like crazy just like we are mm -hmm. <laughs> maria's dna had been tested and it did not match okay the theories were really just running rampant mainly because maria and derek weren't speaking publicly at this time they didn't want a whole lot of information yeah. getting out yeah there was actually a resident living on boulevard that sent a letter saying that Basically, Derek and Maria were coming up with this elaborate scheme to defraud the Woods family for millions of dollars. That makes no sense. Yeah. I was just like, okay. 
but Detective Chambliss even agreed that some of the officers started to agree with the theories. What? Yeah. They're like, oh, maybe that that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, and this is a quote from Derek. He said, there's a natural tendency to say, I've lived here for 35 years. Nothing's happened to me. What happened to my family is an affront to their contention that they're safe and that there's no such thing as mental illness in their community. People don't want to believe this could happen in Westfield. Yeah. So. It always, I mean, it's, I mean, that's true. Anyways, um, I, here's a quote from Maria. My mother always told me, don't have a false sense of security. It wasn't that bad things were going on all the time. It was that bad things happen everywhere. She didn't want me to think that this is Mayberry. Mm. Which is probably, like, a really safe place, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Like, bad you things never, you never know. happen everywhere. You mm-hmm. don't know. Essentially, when asked, all the neighbors were worried about was Westfield's reputation being ruined. Their yeah. little town. Their little neighborhood because mm-hmm. they were the safe you know super god safe forbid that something happened to come about and on top of that they were worried about their property value and the stigma of the mm. neighborhood mm-hmm. so derek and maria and their family suddenly became the outcasts that sucks derek wanted to leave but maria didn't want to have to move the kids and two years after the watcher oh this is two years after the watcher's letter now okay sorry the Burtises ended up buying a second home in Westfield under an LLC so they could keep their home private. Okay. Maria let her daughter go to the pool with friends and was obviously tracking her phone and terrified the whole time. At this point, they mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. The person that sent them those letters has never been caught. Right. Another kid of theirs was in school and the teacher had started a debate on whether someone should move to Westfield. And the class decided that they should move to Westfield because of how safe it was. And then a student told Derek and Maria's child... Quote, my parents told me that no matter what your family says, Westfield is safe. What the fuck? Yeah, so, like, now these parents are getting their kids to bully their kids. That's like, crazy. Dude. Horrible, why? Horrible. You guys are kids. You don't need to be yeah, worrying no. about that. I mean, you should be aware of your surroundings no matter how old you are. But, like, why are you in The parents rumors? are just giving all these other kids a false sense of security. Like, yeah saying that westfield is safe i mean it may be safe but Mm -hmm. you still have to be careful yeah because even the most clean-cut people can be not what you think at all because imagine if i like you know where i live Mm -hmm. if i told one of my kids like oh no it's fine like this is a safe neighborhood you'll be fine and then somebody comes up and is like you want some candy and my son's like well my mom said that it's a safe neighborhood so like yeah sure and then he yeah follows them to the van exactly like that doesn't make sense no it's called stranger danger and always be around aware of your surroundings right derek and maria did have a pending lawsuit against the woods family for not disclosing the watcher letter Mm -hmm. kind of like disclosing if a home has a murder happen in it and you also have to disclose if there's possible hauntings do you really yeah at least in new york there was like a lawsuit that's cool. And they said you have to disclose it. Interesting. A judge did end up dismissing this lawsuit because they were like, it's just a letter. Yeah. But not to Derek and Maria, it's not. I guess it's like, I don't know. 
like your mail is your personal it's personal like it's a federal mm-hmm. crime it's like yeah. somebody else's mail or whatever so i guess i can see where it's like you know they didn't disclose it because like it's their personal mail yeah but it's also like about the house right that they're selling right. so i get both sides in spring of 2016 they put 657 boulevard back on the market Derek and Maria held an open house, and afterward they spent hours researching every person who signed in and did compare their handwriting to the watchers. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe if they had an open house that the watcher would come. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Brodises, every time they had a buyer on the hook, they showed them the letters and they backed out. Mm. One guy even said, fuck it, I'm going to get a house at a discount. He read the letters, and they never heard from him again. Yeah. At this point, they're running out of options on what to do with this home mm-hmm. and the real estate lawyer suggested they sell the house to a developer okay so the developer would completely tear down the house that they just had remodeled which i feel like is a waste yeah and split the property into two sellable homes so they would split the land down the middle and have two different properties okay and they thought they could at least get a million dollars out of it because they did spend a lot of money renovating the home yeah and buying the home the proposal still had to be brought in front of the Westfield Planning Board because the two smaller lots would be 67.4 and 67.6 feet wide. Oh, Square okay. feet? Feet? I'm not sure. Which the mandated size is 70 feet. I think that just means like how, how wide the whole property is. It is. Like from one side to the other. I just didn't know if it was square feet. No, feet. square feet would be the area of the whole oh, land. okay. So, feet is just, like, from one side to the other. Gotcha. So it's just, like, one. That makes sense. Yeah. Now. Thank you. So, it has to be 70 feet wide, and they're not that yet. They're not that. They can't be that. Mm-hmm. So, more than 100 residents showed up to the hearing, and one person had even retained a lawyer to fight the proposal. Mm. What? Yeah. So, um, who would do that? Like, why do you care so the much? The watcher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Anyways, that's just a theory. Derek and Maria's lawyer explained that there were other lots on the block that are also too small. Mm-hmm. They were less than the 70 f- feet, 70, 70? 70? 70 foot mandate. Mm-hmm. So the neighbors expressed concern, though, that the plan might require knocking down trees, which I get. I'm a tree hugger. Me so. too, but a couple trees are okay. Also, that the new homes would have aesthetically unpleasing front-facing garages. Boo-hoo. Literally. After the lawyers were all said and done, the neighbors got to speak. And one neighbor said the proposal would spell the end of the 600 block of Boulevard as we know it. Does, does it really matter Seems that much to you? kind of dramatic to me. Yeah. <laughs> one woman spoke on behalf of nine other neighbors and said, Our neighborhoods are constantly under attack from turf, lights, parking decks, you name it. If we can't make a stand on Boulevard, where can we? I, why do they care so much about this house? I have no idea. It's a freaking house. Literally. In a freaking neighborhood. Like, I don't give two shits about what happens to my neighborhood. You can knock down whatever house you want as long as, long as it's not mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even Abby Langford spoke and said she had spent almost 60 years looking at a man- magnificent, beautiful house and didn't want to be looking out at a driveway boo-hoo you're looking it's a it's a view it's a, you're just looking at and it. also if you're in a neighborhood there's not much of a view other than other people's houses yeah. sorry to tell you like what does it matter if you're looking at a house or if you're looking at two houses right or if you're looking at their driveway it doesn't matter spoiler alert this hearing lasted for four hours dude jesus 
One neighbor pointed out the fact that whoever sent the letters had not been apprehended, and how could they guarantee the watcher wouldn't send letters to the two new houses? Because it was, spe- I mean, I think, in my my thinking, mm-hmm. specified to that one house. Yeah, that but it, another letter was sent so to long. a different house, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. Here's my thought. Who knows? The watcher knows. The fuck doesn't matter, because you don't even care that Derek Maria got the letters in the right. first place. You're sitting here talking spreading rumors talking about they're the one that wrote the letters so if you really think that then what's the problem right once they're gone then the letter should be gone right? literally um putting up two houses there is going to stick out like an old client of mine in texas told me it's going to stick out like a dog's balls i really don't get that but okay these people are really upset about this <laughs> isn't the saying like a sore stick out like a sore thumb yeah but since there's two of them, it'll be a dog's balls, I guess. Nice. Instead of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, the board ended up rejecting the proposal. Of course they did. Derek and Maria were obviously upset by this because they needed the money. They just spent all this money on this house. Yeah. They renovated this house. And then they had to buy a totally different house under an LLC mm-hmm. just to get away from everything. Yep. So on top of the mortgage and the renovations, they had to pay $100,000 in property taxes and also spent as much investigating the watcher on their own. Finally, after the board denying Derek and Maria their plan to split the lot, they had a family with grown children and two big dogs that they agreed to rent the home to. Okay. The family did have a clause that if another letter showed up, they were out of the lease. Okay. So that was nice of them that they put that in there. Yeah. But two weeks after the family moved in, the renter handed Derek an envelope. Oh my goodness, do they catch the person that did this? Violent winds oh and bitter God. cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his winch of a wife, Maria. That's how the letter was addressed. What? This was two and a half years later. Yeah. What? You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes and cars and bicycles crash, bones break. And just keep in mind that these are just snippets from the letter. This isn't how the letter is necessarily written. Mm -hmm. They've never released the full letters. It's just parts of it. Yeah. The letter even went as far as to mention the renter, but they agreed to stay as long as security cameras were installed around the home. They're like, it's yeah, okay. he's just sending letters. He's, he's never just, came yeah, here. Yeah, he's trying, just trying to scare us. Yeah, so just get some security cameras and we'll stay. Derek took the letter to the police and they decided to look at a map of the neighborhood. Okay. They drew a circle 300 yards in diameter. Derek, however, told investigators he thought the watcher was a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Quote, in my view, it's one of ten houses in the world, he said. Mm-hmm. 
Law enforcement still didn't have much to go on, but Derek and Maria were not giving up. Anytime they got new info, they sent it straight to the police. Mm -hmm. But to this day, the watcher has never been caught. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Yep. That's fucked up. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. It definitely is terrifying because it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, literally. Like, there's just somebody watching, watching the house at all times. Maybe they're dead now. Maybe they were never watching the house at all. Maybe they were just close enough to be able to, like, see and hear. Maybe they were just trying to scare him. Maybe be. they were just being weird. Could be. Um, Crazy. We'll never know. Maybe. For sure. If you haven't already, go uh, check out our social medias. The link will be in the link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon link will also be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, links to my research will also be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Sorry again for the late posting. It's okay. Um, rate us, review us, subscribe to us on wherever you're listening. Mm-hmm. I know you can leave a review and a rating pretty much wherever you're listening. So at least do that. I know you got time. You're, you're probably on your phone about to close out right now. Or about, you're probably scrolling through trying to pick another podcast to listen to. Just c- go down to the bottom and click on the episode and then like look go to our page. Ray and then like give yeah. us some stars. There we go. It's not that hard. Um, I just walked you through it. Yeah, St. Kirsten's so good at that. (laughs) Um, That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Yep, see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.